Yo, welcome to Kingdom Cast. Um, it's your boy Country. I'm not used to doing this because Chuck usually do this. <laughs> but uh, in the bottom, we got my boy Boogie Down, Boogie Bear. In the uh, top, we have our special guest, uh, former offensive lineman, former Super Bowl champion, uh, and cookie connoisseur, Jeff yeah. Allen in the building. How you doing, you. Jeff? I'm doing well, man. I appreciate y'all having me. Yes, sir. Oh, host of what is it? One on one? Is it? Yeah, one on one with Jeff Allen and Mike DeVito. Yes, sir. Yeah, a great show. Network. If y'all yeah, haven't checked out that the first episode, go to KC Sports Network. Check out the first episode. It's it's like 20, 30 minutes, just like an intro. But I think they got some good things coming, man. Uh, and y'all yeah. look forward to that show. It's gonna be good. So, uh, first of all, how you been, bro? I've been good, man. Adjusting. Definitely a big transition going from playing football and selling cookies, but it's been good, man. I've been able to spend a lot of time with my wife and kids um, and grow this business. It's kind of it's kind of cool because it's my wife's turn. So I've been able yeah. to support her and see her have so much success. It's been really cool. And if you haven't, I, I'm trying to order from Cookie Society like three times. Oh, yeah. Constantly. Uh, it, you might have to wait because it's a, the demand is high. Them cookies are oh my god. Them salted caramel oh my god. Well, I have to take a step back, man. Not working out as much and eating those <laughs> cookies not a good combo. But, man, man your, your wife is killing it, bro. Like if go to Cookie Society, get you a dozen of them things, man. For real, those she ain't missed yet. That's all I gotta say. She ain't missed yet. <laughs> Hey Jeff, what's the difference in the Cookie Society cookies and other cookies? Man, it's just the unique flavors, and it's honestly the taste. It honestly, is the best cookie you ever have. But she just she's super creative. I mean, she's doing things. She's putting flavors in cookies that haven't been done before. She has a like right now. She has a key lime pie cookie, a butter cake cookie, a dolce de leche, um, banana pudding. Like no one's ever done a banana pudding because she's the first person to do a banana pudding cookie. Now people are trying to do it, but she honestly was one of the first, she was the first person to do it. We we did a bunch of market research and tried to figure out things that haven't been done before. And she's constantly, like she did a peach cobbler cookie last night. So we're trying to get that on the menu this next month. Um, yeah, she's super innovative and, and the flavor is there. Like what, what, whatever she says it is, that's what it's gonna taste like. Yeah, definitely. That, man, that salted caramel cookie is, I want yeah. that banana pudding, bro. I got, I gotta have that. That's my favorite. That's my favorite, one. That's my favorite mm -hmm. one. The banana pudding. Then we got a sweet potato pie cookie. That's only offered during the um, during the fall. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm on that. <laughs> so, how's she liking the transition? She she loving it. Man, she like it, man. Like she's super busy, which is good because I mean we've always had these hectic schedules. Um, so we're kind of we're kind of used to it, but seeing her do something that's her own thing is kind of giving her some peace and um and comfort. And it's awesome to see her doing something that she loves so much and being able to support her doing that, that that gives me so much joy as well. So has she turned this big offensive lineman into a stay-at-home dad? Yeah, bro. Like honestly, I'm <laughs> that's what most of the time I'm with the kids more, more, more times than her. Um, I'm getting them ready for school, I'm dropping them off. I'm taking them to their activities and stuff, but I'm loving it, man. She did it. She held it down for, you know, nine years. 
and yeah. our, our oldest is six, but so six years. But but now I'm getting the, I'm getting the, I'm getting the, I'm getting a chance to do that and see them, and it's, it's awesome seeing them grow. Yeah, that's what's up, man. Hey, go support the Cookie Society if you haven't. You do not know what you're missing out on. Please go to the website and check them out. Get some good cookies for your for the family, for your wife, for your kids, yeah. whoever, you know what I'm saying? Go support it. So, yeah, she, 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 boy, she got something for it. That's a fact, <laughs> so, She retired so, me, bro. <laughs> so, today, man, we want to talk about your, your um, specialty will be the offensive line. So, yes. we want to get into the, um, let's, let's start with, Let's start in order. Okay, let's start with Tony. Okay. Uh, yeah. Tony is probably without a doubt a top three, top five guard in the league. Yeah, definitely. He's definitely elite. Um, all pro caliber. Um was the biggest interior offensive lineman in free agency as far as name, um, ability. So he's a big catch. Definitely something that I mean that Pat needs. He needs interior protection. That's really he needs protection in general, but the, the interior of the pocket is the integrity of it. So he's able to step up. He doesn't have guys in his throwing windows. It's going to make life a lot easier for him. He's able to step up. It makes the tackles jobs e easier. You know, Pat's not having to drift back 12 yards because, you know, guys are getting pushed back into his lap. Now he's able to step up. It makes the tackles jobs easier, and, and it's going to be really efficient. Right. So the Joe Tony, uh one of the top three guards, that's a definite – Thumbs up from everybody yeah. on the panel. Yeah. Uh, the up. next guy we brought in was Kyle Long. Now, Kyle yeah. Long was in Chicago for a number of years. He was a very quality uh, guard. He, he can play. He's versatile, so he can do guard. He can do right tackle, those type of things. He took off for about a year. So I'm imagining that he's a little healthy. He doesn't have all that wear and tear. And uh, he should be fresh coming in this season. What do you think about that? No, he'll definitely be fresh. I think one of the biggest things, especially for him, um, he had a lot of injuries, similar to me in my career, just a lot of injuries. And when it rains, it pours. And that, that takes a toll mentally. So for him, he just was at the point where, like, man, I can't continue to do this. So he decided to take a step, step away from football. But I think this year that he took off did him a lot of justice. His body's going to be right. Most importantly, his mind is right. And he's ready to compete. Uh, you see, he came to a contender, came to Kansas City, so he want to win. Um, so you know what it's about. It's time to go out there and kind of add to his legacy. Hey, Jet. So you think how you think they go use Kyle Long though? You think they'll use him more as I, that swing? You think you play guard, tackle? Uh, I think honestly, I think he's gonna be the right guard. To be honest with you, but we'll see. I mean, I, I haven't spoken to anybody in the building. I don't know any of the moves they're making. But just me knowing the business and the way things operate, way things operate, and seeing the writing on the wall, I think he'll be the right guard. Yeah. So speaking of guys taking years off, we have um, last year's rookie uh, Niang, yeah. who opted out last year due to COVID, uh, and we have LDT who opted out due to COVID. But I mean, he's a doctor, so he opted yeah. out to save the world. Yeah, so definitely. Mm -hmm. Nobody's mad at LBT for last year at all. Like lessons to LBT. Um, do you think? How much do you think is that sort of the same? Did it help 
Kyle Long that it would help LBT that he was off for a year and not. Yeah, yeah, I'm um, yeah, definitely. I mean, he's a veteran guy, so it's not like a. It's different for a rookie and a vet. A rookie taking a year off that never played in the NFL. That's that's a tough transition. It's a, it's a transition in itself when you're coming right into the league and trying to play. But taking a year off from football and then reintroducing yourself to something new, that's tough. For Larry, I think a year off is going to help him. Um, we'll see what they do with him, man. I, honestly, I'm honestly waiting to see what's going to shake out because the room's crowded. Like You can't keep all those guys. It's just a, it's just a fact. So they're going to go in there, they're going to compete, and um, they're going to keep the best guys. So, so how do you feel about Nia? Because he essentially – He's still a rookie. Definitely still a rookie. Has a ton of potential. Um, Sweet feet. I watched him be big like a dancing bear. Um, (laughs) But you got to be ready, man. You got to be ready to get thrown in that fire. It's going to be a lot different. The game's a lot faster mentally and physically. Um, And it's it's tough for a rookie to play at a high level as a rookie. I mean, he may have to be forced into playing time, depending on how things shake out. But honestly, I think Mike Rimmers is going to end up being the guy at right tackle. Yeah. So so we had video come out last year, year last week, um, uh, where he looked a little I I guess from the natural eye or from the sideline eye, he looked a little heavy out there. <laughs> hey. So do you think he looked out of shape, uh, from your perspective, or you think maybe we were I mean, looking at it wrong? I think, I think he's just naturally a bigger guy, man. And that's gonna be something he's gonna have to grow up. He's gonna have to grow up. Um, he's young still, so I mean th- that's what he's used to. But to stick around in this league, you got to adapt, and, and it's called being a professional. Um, but that doesn't mean he can't ball. I mean he, that's what he's used to. But he's gonna have to change and transition. But he's gonna see once these veterans come in. He, I mean he had rookie minicamp, but once these real dogs come in, it's gonna be a different story. So he's gonna be. Like, I gotta make some changes, and and we'll see what happens with him. Yeah. So what 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 way did you play at for the majority of your career? I was usually between like three eighteen and three thirty, like in that range, that twelve pound range. Um, but my man, my coaches just always, especially in college, just always give me a hard time. They used to say BMW body made wrong. You know, I wasn't the prettiest looking guy, but I got the damn job done. You know, it was, all about, it was all about mentality and believing in, in my ability and and, and technique. And just because a guy doesn't look a certain way, um, doesn't mean he can't play. He might just be a gamer. We'll see. Right, because you always hear the stories about Willie Rolfe. Like, yeah. He was, like, limping all week, and then he'd get on the field and just he's the most dominant yeah. left tackle. I've, I've, played with, I've played with a handful of guys that you see him in practice, you're like, ain't no way he's he going to have success in the game. But every <laughs> Sunday they ball out, and I'm like, that is crazy. Donald Stevens is one of those people, man. I'm I'm a name drop because that's my boy. But he, <laughs> Donald could chill the entire week, could not do anything, and go out there and just ball. He's just one of the most naturally talented people that I've been around before. Yeah, shout out to Don Don Wayne. Is that what his name is? I'm Don Wayne, yeah, that's my brother. Y'all came in the same year, right? Same same year, same class. Um, yeah, that's my guy. Yeah. So after that. They brought in was Blythe next. Yeah, Austin Blythe from LA. Yeah. I actually like him a lot, man. He's um he's a really scrappy dude. Um, smaller, kind of undersized, but man, he fights his butt off. Um, not the not the greatest in pass protection, 
but you can kind of cover up those deficiencies at center because 90% of the time you have help. Um, when you play a team, you know, that's scheming you up, like, like New England, they're going to try to find a way to expose a guy like that. But I think he's good. I think he could potentially be a starter. Okay. Uh, no, no, I was going to ask, um, how does it help? How does it help Blythe to have Tooney and, and Kyle Long on his side? It, it helps a ton when you got two, I mean, elite guards in between a center. Those guys are going to help you. They're going to give you presence. Um, and guys aren't going to have a choice but to <laughs> respect those dudes. So it's going to kind of cover up some of his deficiencies. And it's going to help help the interior offensive line. Right. So uh, then Beach works his magic and uh, comes out with the crown jewel. Yeah. Tony is the crown jewel, but the crown jewel might be Orlando Brown Jr. That's the, crown, that's the real crown jewel. I, I've been vouching for him or praying that we got him the entire offseason. Everyone was saying after Fish got released, I wish Fish was still there, but after Fish got released, everyone wanted Trent Williams. Rightfully so, he's the best, best left tackle in football. I mean, but he's 32. I mean, he maybe got three solid years left in him. So Brian right. getting a 24-year-old ascending left tackle, it bodes well for the future. And I think that's a better pickup, a better get than, than people realize. Yeah, and we didn't lose a lot. We like, didn't give we up that much time. But it wasn't really a lot. You gave up. A lot of people put a lot of value in picks. I don't put that much value in a late first-round pick, to be honest with you. I mean, we were 31. Yeah. I would give up 31 in a heartbeat to get a guy like that. And I think that was a steal. Shout out to Baltimore, you know. We appreciate you. <laughs> yeah, we, we appreciate you. That was I wouldn't have did it, but I thank you. <laughs> that was my entire thought process. It's like it would be great to have him, but there's no way Baltimore yeah. is gonna trade us Orlando Brown. Like, so that's why I just blew it up the entire time. Like, there's no way they're gonna trade us. But, but <laughs> I was just speaking into an existence, man. I didn't think it, it was possible, but when I saw that, when I saw it was real, I was like, man, that's crazy. Oh, that's not the first thing you spoke into existence, my friend. <laughs> oh, no, definitely, man. I, I yeah, say some things that people believe. <laughs> I say you, some things that are off the wall sometimes, but they come true. You do, man. You nailed, you nailed a few things, bro. Like, yeah. I know you kind of have a little insider knowledge, but. Sometimes you, oh, yeah. you, you really No, nah, man, I'm, I'm the truth, man. You, my fantasy league, I win it every year for a reason, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, in reality, Brett Veach has already saved the offensive line, in my opinion. Yeah, I think so, he, man. He, I, think, I think, man, he like Houdini, man. Like, honestly, like, going into that offseason, everybody knew he had to address it. And he right. did it in every single capacity that he could. He hit free agency. He hit the draft. He picked up some sleepers. I mean, and it was an A-plus each time, like, honestly. I think the biggest thing is, like, the expectation is really high because there's a lot yeah. of great people together. But the interesting thing about O-line is, like, it's a unit. So, like, those guys are going to have to get caught to speed really fast. Like, the previous O-line, like, collectively, it may not have been as good of a group individually. But those guys have been together for a while. Yeah, so communication was at the at the top top level. Um, those guys could, could could think, 
he they knew everyone's schedule. They they just knew each other that well. So this group is gonna have to kind of catch up with that. So I expect them to come out the gate. I think they'll do okay, but it's not gonna be up to the expectation just because first off the matchup out the gate with Cleveland, that's a hell yeah. of a matchup. That's, love, a of a matchup. that's even if you that that's even I'm if that's your A plus game. That's a hell of a game. But they're gonna have to work some things out. So I don't expect them to come out the first quarter of the season clicking on all cylinders. But toward the end of the year, where you where you really need them heading into the playoffs to make that run, that's when you really gonna see all right, that investment was worth it. Yeah. So after he does that, which is already, I'm cool. I'm like, yo, we we changed the whole entire offensive line. We go into the draft and immediately get Creed Humphrey, one of the yeah. top centers in the draft. He got to be top three in the draft in, in terms of centers. And then later on, next day or the day after that, we grab the steal of the draft. And Trey Smith has to be yes, – why was he there? Why did y'all let him <laughs> – you know what I'm saying? Like, if I was in another fan base, I would be pissed that we let them get Trey Smith in the sixth round. Yeah, they definitely got some solid rookie O-linemen. I think um, Creed, I think he's going to be the starter. But like I said, you just never know with a rookie. And especially in Coach Reed, offense is a lot on the plate for the center. So I don't know what his offensive scheme like was in college. I don't know his mental capacity. Obviously, I know what he can do physically. But if he isn't mentally up to speed, he ain't going to be able to play right away. So they got he's going to have to get caught up on that end. Um, Trey Smith, he was my favorite offensive lineman in the draft. He was, I mean, he was dominant pretty much his entire college career. His only downfall was, you know, his his health. And um, hopefully, you know, that's in order and he can stay on the field. But a lot of teams just were scared because he wasn't able to practice at full capacity. You know, last season he was only practicing once a week and then playing on game days. And they just never know, you know, when that issue will arise again. So, I mean, it's a chance, but it's a chance worth taking. And if he's healthy, I think he he might be the best pick of that draft, you know, for, for the Chiefs. And I think he'll be all pro for a long time. Wow. Yeah, that's a huge compliment right there, man. Yeah, definitely. I, I love him a lot, man. He got the, the right mental fortitude, um, finishes well. I mean, he can do everything. He could he could play in any scheme. He's just that type of dude. He's he's a, like one of those generational dudes to me. Whew, he kind of blew me away with that. I didn't expect it. Yeah, <laughs> nah, real, for real, man. Like, like, I mean, I, I, we, I mean, the night before games, Saturday nights, we'd be, you know, in the cafeteria watching college football games. And I remember Tennessee coming on, and you could see him on the screen, pop on the screen. I'm like, yo, that kid gonna be a first round pick. You know, he a senior. Then I know he a freshman. I'm like, oh, it's, it's over. Like, he, he gonna be the best one <laughs> for a minute. So yeah. He's, he's going to be special, man. I hope he stays healthy. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, uh, well, Burkholder, they, they do a good job over there, man. So they yeah, should they be able to keep eye on them and keep them healthy, keep them fresh. Um, and like I like you said, he should be an all-pro uh, down the line and down the future, man. Like Definitely. They got a solid O-line. If you were the O-line coach, who would be your best five? My best five probably Orlando Brown, um, Joe Tooney, Creed Humphrey. Uh, I want to say I would love to see 
LDT at right guard and Kyle Long at right tackle because that, mm. that would be the best five to me. But I probably I think it's going to be Kyle Long at right guard and Rimmers at right tackle. Okay, I ain't mad about that. That's that's a solid home run. Nang, Nang is that wild card. If it works out for him, that's a home run because I think he could be special too. It's just him taking that year off. It's going to be a, a little transition for him. Um, but if he can call up to speed, he'll be the guy. So, Boogie, ask that question you asked me this week in the group chat. Hold on, hold on. You said question with Paul. Jeff with the new yeah, O-line, will Patrick Mahomes win the league MVP again? Oh, yeah. That's easy. That's in the, You can go ahead to Vegas. Book it. <laughs> that, you can book it. Like, that's that's a no-brainer. Like, you give that guy some time. You see the plays that are left on the field when protection breaks down. He still makes plays when it breaks down, but there's some plays. I mean, I, that year he threw for 5,000 yards, he could throw for 6,000. And some of it was his fault, but, you know, most of it was from protection breakdowns. Yeah. Boogie, uh, ask that question you asked me in the group chat this year. I mean, this week. What's up? About Niang, that Niang question you asked. Well, if he if he's not starting this year, yeah, yeah, would that be a disappointing season if he didn't start this whole year? No, heck no. I think I think in all reality, for him, it'd probably be more out the gate. He's not starting halfway through the season. Once they see he's, he's practicing well, everything's in line. He's gonna eventually be the starter. But he's he's definitely a building block. He's not one of those guys that you give up on. He's one of those guys that you make sure you stay on top of, you work with because you know the potential he has. He's one of those those guys that's going to be really good. I think I think one of the benefits, um, even though we got a, a new offensive line, our schedule the first eight weeks, man, they going up against a beast. Yeah. So they don't have to come together quick and jail mm -hmm. quick. You think they can jail quick? Or is, I know it's going to take some time, but what do you see about week five? I, I, think, I think so. I, I think the benefit is they, they're able to do OTAs this year, which is going to help a ton. That's going to help. And then training camp. Training camp is one of those times where you have no choice but to come together because it's so tough. It's like dog days. So they'll come to come come together then. Um, but then the real test is is regular season, preseason. Like that's, that's third training camp. But regular season, the real test, I think after one, two games, they'll figure out real fast who they are and – and how they gel together. Yeah. So you was an offensive line. You had a nine-year career, right? Yeah. So you did – you were drafted – what year were you drafted? Twelve, yeah. 2012? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. So you did four years with Kansas City, and then you went to Houston. Yeah. And then I you came back to – Then I went to, came back for two in Kansas City. Yeah, I was one of the guys that campaigned for you to come back from Houston. That was a no, that was like, a no brainer, man. man. Like, obviously, everybody yeah. see everything coming out about Houston. I didn't have to say anything about it. Everything came to light on its own. Um, but I was happy when I got the opportunity to come back. I had other opportunities. Um, I had opportunities to go make more money, um, guaranteed starter roles. But I was like, nah, I really feel like I need to be back there because I know what it's like. And I and I saw from the outside where they were headed. I saw Patrick Mahomes. I'm like, oh yeah, they just need a couple more pieces, 
couple more um, guys in the locker room, and they're gonna be right there. Yeah. So, man, that's that's amazing. So, did you did you like Houston though? I loved you Houston. Yeah, I love the city. Um, great locker room. I love my teammates. There's just unfortunately some things that you can't control. Um, you know, with coaches and stuff like that, but you gotta be a professional and do your job. So, so when you came back, how was your first meeting with uh, Andy Reid? That was dope, man. It was like I never left. Honestly, like he's one of the most consistent human beings on earth. He's always gonna be the same guy. And just, but the cool thing about it was like, even though he was the same, the locker room was different from the standpoint that guys were holding each other more accountable. You could see the cultural shift. You could see guys really buying in. And that's not to say that we didn't fully buy in then. It's just it was the right ingredients, man. It's just the right group of guys. And, I mean, obviously they won a Super Bowl, and that's the reason why. Right, right. So um, who's your um, – if you was going to build an offensive line, like all-time offensive line, of guys oh, yeah. you you can play guys you played with or guys you didn't. Who who would you who would you put at your five? You talking all all time? All time. We putting together Jeff Allen is the uh, head coach and general manager. He's putting together the greatest all line you ever seen. Left tackle. I'm gonna probably go Will Shields because that's one of the first offensive linemen that I idolized. Um yeah. I don't think he's the GOAT left tackle, but he my GOAT. Left guard, I'll probably go Steve Hutchinson. Big Hutch from Seattle, right? Yeah, he played Seattle and um, in Minnesota. Hold on, you um, said Will Shields at left tackle? No, no, no. I'm getting the Will Shields. He's gonna be my right guard. Oh, okay. Um, so you got? Center, okay. I got I got Walter Jones. Um, Steve Hutchinson. Oh, Walter Jones. Okay, okay. Yeah, Walter Jones. Um, center. Let me see. Who's my center? I'm a Chicago guy, so I grew up watching Olin Krutz. It's more like a nostalgic thing. So I just remember him, no gloves, and that was my guy. So I'm going to go with Olin Krutz at center. I'm going to go with Will Shields at right guard. And then right tackle, I'm going to probably go – it's tough, man. I'm going to go Larry Allen. Ooh. And you got some beats on your. And I know Larry Allen primarily was a guard, but he played right tackle a little bit too. Man, with a line like that, okay, what running back you gonna put behind him? <laughs> I'm going. I'm going 2012. Adrian Peterson or Ooh. Jamal Charles. <laughs> Jamal, how was it blocking for Jamal, man? Did, man, did you? That was fun, bro. He he's super underrated. A lot of folks. I mean, because we weren't winning very much while he was playing. And we were in a smaller market, but he was really like one of the all-time great running backs ever to play the game. And I'm not just saying that because I'm his teammate. Like he really was that dude. I mean, he averaged like 5.4 yards a carry. Anytime, yeah. anytime he touched the ball, he could have scored. And I was on that O line, and we weren't the greatest. I mean, like, like if he was behind like an all-time great O line. Like, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, injuries happen as a part of the game. It's not if you're going to get hurt as well. And unfortunately, his, his career ended a little shorter than he wanted it to. But even with what he put up, I think he's still a Hall of Famer. Yeah, he, he's in the conversation, definitely. I think, yeah, I, I think he is. I think he's one of those guys that might get in a little later. 
Yeah. Um, he deserved it. Were you oh, were you started were you playing that game against New Orleans? And yeah. he broke off at 91. So that was my first that was my first play of my career. That was your first play? Yeah, so I wasn't starting that game. That game, um, that was the game where Rodney Hudson broke his leg. So they moved Lil to the center. The very first, my very first NFL play, we ran, it ran, it went right, it cut right behind me. And I got a pancake. <laughs> Literally. Who were we playing? We were playing, um, what was his name? What was his name? He was a USC. The D tackle from USC. I forget his name. I used to watch him growing up all the time. I just remember like, dang, I was kind of starstruck. But then I dumped him and I was like, oh, this is nothing. It's easy. I had a great game. We win the game. The next week we played San Diego and I got my ass kicked. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. I'm, on, I'm on my high horse. I'm thinking, oh, this is easy. This is just like it was in college. Got my ass kicked. And it was about my former roommate from college. Oh, man. <laughs> so it was a little mental thing because he took me to lunch the night before. And he showed up and he showed no mercy. Oh, he buttered you up, man. Yeah. He, for that. <laughs> yeah, he buttered me up, man. But I never went to lunch with him again while we was playing. <laughs> Even when we went to San Diego, I was like, bro, don't call me, don't text me. <laughs> so, Boogie, you said his first play was the Jamal Charles New Orleans play, the 91-yarder. On the struggle chiefs, man, that's crazy. That was my first play, my first NFL play. That is one of my favorite Jamal Charles plays of all time, bro. It's just no. like, bro, he put his head, he put his head down. Ain't nobody catching him. Ain't nobody going to catch him. He's gone. Let him go. Man, and we needed that run because we was down there all whole game. Yeah, that was, that was one, of two, one, of our, one, one of our two wins. <laughs> that, man, how – Okay, I don't want to, like, dwell on it, but how is it, like, when you know you come to work every day, you got the passion, and y'all go 2-12? and 12. Man, It's like, ah, oh, man. Bro, that really tested me, man, like, because for me, it was, it was my rookie year, so it was my first year in the NFL, and we weren't very good. And when you're not winning games, everybody in the building, job is, is a jeopardy. It's a right. jeopardy, everyone. So everyone in bad mood. GM, coaches, it's like a funeral every single day. So that's tough, man. It's tough going into the building, losing. And then at the time, I didn't really know, like, the, the dynamics of it because I was so young. But looking back on it, I'm like, man, like, these dudes really knew we didn't have much of a chance. <laughs> like, with the pieces that we had, bro. Like, it just was what it was. Like, it wasn't like we weren't working hard. We just weren't very good. So that was the year y'all never had a leader. Yeah, we we I mean we think about it, we had a ton of talent. We just weren't very good. And it, I mean, and that probably was because of coaching. Um, but we had like our old co our offensive coordinator was Brian Dave the ball. He's in he's in um, Buffalo now. He was young then though. So he was learning then too. So I mean, over time people get better, but at the time it just wasn't the right group of guys, the right group of coaches. It didn't come together. That's why it's so hard to win in the league. Like everyone has talent. It just has to be the right group of guys, the right coaches. Everything has to come together. Um, and if, if, if it doesn't, you can really lose every game. Right. Yeah. Um, so we, we've we uh, interviewed your guy, uh, your co-host on one-on-one, -on -one, Mike DeVito. Yeah. Uh, 
Man, great guy. I talked to Mike today. Uh, great guy, very humble, down to earth. We reached out and we were, man, you think we were very small podcasts, <laughs> to be honest with you. And I reached out and was like, Mike, we'll let him interview you. He came on, he did an hour, great, reminiscing. We laughed, we joked. That's a great guy, man. I, I really want Mike to be though. Yeah, Mike is, um, he's really one of my all time great teammates. Like he's 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 my favorite, um, really humble, strongest human being that I've ever blocked, and I've blocked Ndamukong Sue at his prime, Cam Hayward, Mike DeVito. When when he didn't want to get moved, he wasn't getting moved. He <laughs> made it for some long training camps, bro. And, and he he would put you on it. He would put you on your back. He'll help you up and say good job. And he really you know, he's a good, just he just was that good of a guy, man. And, I, I love him for it. Um, one of those dudes that every locker room needs. Um, he holds he holds everyone accountable. He not only he not only makes you a better teammate, a better football player. He he challenges everyone to be better men, better husbands, better fathers, and I think that's super dope. Yeah, that that's yeah, that's very dope. That's why I think that y'all podcast is gonna blow up because yeah, two great guys, both of y'all funny. <laughs> like you, you're underrated on Twitter. Like your clapbacks on Twitter are low key oh, underrated. <laughs> listen, man, folks really like people. Really think I take that personal on Twitter. Like I'd be, I'd be on my phone laughing half the time. Like it's, it's really <laughs> just a game to me. And like some of the stuff I say, like it's like I know the reaction that I'm gonna get. <laughs> right. Like people really get. People really be in their feelings, but it's it's fun and games, man. That's all I do on Twitter. Yeah, so I'm serious, some of the political stuff is serious, but oh, uh, okay. We got a question. How do you uh, I don't know how to do it, I don't know, how to, I don't know how to put the question on the thing. So, uh, uh, my guy, Lego My Ego asks, Have you ever had to deal with a volatile locker room? A volatile locker room, um, not necessarily an individual player, but more so like, um, just like not being on the same page with the coaches and just that festering throughout the locker room and just the divide between, you know, coaches and team or maybe offense and defense. Like I've been in situations like that. Um, and that's not fun either. Like that's, that's not, that's not a good, a good position to be in as a, as a professional because you're doing everything in your power to do your job, <clears throat> but some people aren't, aren't professional. Because when it when it feels like a job, it sucks. You know, like when it work yeah. feels like work. Like when you enjoy it, it's easy to come to the building. It's easy. It's, easy. It's, it's just like any other job in America. If you love what you do, if you love your boss, like it's easy to come to work. And you're going to do everything in your power to make sure um, you're putting your best foot forward. But if you got an environment that sucks, if your boss isn't great, you're gonna you're gonna try your best to be professional, but the passion isn't gonna be the same, and the results are gonna suck. Bob Sutton, it did it to you. Yeah, yeah. Give me one. Give me one second. Let me put this on. I don't know if I can put it on pause. I know we on live, but I gotta grab my charger. Okay, go ahead. Uh, man, but <laughs> why you say Bob Sutton, bro? Fucking killed us, man. <laughs> Fucking horrible. 
Shout out to Nathan Cunningham, Michael Mayego, Paul HBK, Chris Style. What's up, bro? Flip. I appreciate y'all. Waiting for Jeff to come. Uh, what are you? I'm back. What are you? See, I'm a rookie at this podcast stuff. Oh, man. So are we. <laughs> my first episode with Mike, I had the bad mic. Now I forgot to bring my laptop charger. <laughs> Right. Yeah, hey, we're going to look back on this and be like, remember when Jeff was bad at the <laughs> – Hey, I'm bad at the yeah, – Mike talked about it after our podcast went off. We're going to get better and better each week. And that's just how we are. We programmed that way. Yes, sir. The first, the first episode is going to be worse than the second. The second, so forth. Yes, yeah, Paul said, where's Chuck out? Partying for his birthday? <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is. I don't, he said yeah. he was coming back to join us, but we getting drunk knows? Chuck tonight, man. Yeah, we getting drunk Chuck tonight. I, I want to rant. <laughs> How do you deal with teammates that have off-field issues? I mean, speaking of Chuck, <laughs> don't do I got drinking. I hope he's not drinking. He's drunk. You're not drinking and driving. Right now. <laughs> I'm not drinking and driving. <laughs> Happy birthday. birthday. Appreciate y'all, man. Appreciate y'all, man. Jeff, um, I got a question for you specifically, man. Um, I want to ask you about your time in the NFL. Like, um, just as far as, like, preparation and, like, game day, as far as, like, preparing yourself to get down and dirty in the trenches, man. Because, yeah. I mean, the game of football is all about the trenches. You heard Marcus Spears say that all the time. Yeah, it's all about real. the trenches. So, just take us through that, man. Man, it's a lot of preparation to start early in the week. I mean, game day is the easy day. But it's the it's the Monday through Saturday. It's, it's making sure you're prepping your body, making sure you're eating the right things, making sure you're in the training room you know, doing the right things in the weight room, and most importantly, making sure you're in the film room. Not just not just clocking in and in the film room with the coaches and your teammates. I'm talking about going home late nights, picking up tendencies on your opponent, knowing things, certain things on downs and distances, you know, looking at coverages. I mean, quarterbacks look at coverages just like us. I mean, we see, you know, the tilt of the defense, and that gives us an indicator pre-snap because if you don't have those indicators, you're really going to get ate up. So when game day comes, man, I'm honestly, I get in a whole different mood. Like, I, honestly, you can ask my wife. Like, I, around Friday, Saturday, like, I'm she, she don't like being around me. I get real <laughs> irritable. I get real tense, irritated. But once game day comes around, that first step, I just unleash the beast. I let all that out. And then right after the game, I'm back to normal. It's like kind of like the hope. Yo, I was thinking, uh, you been in Kansas City. So you went up against Tamba, uh, yeah. DJ, Justin, uh, Houston. You had JJ Watt and um, um, uh, Marcellus Wiley. Was it Wiley? What's his name? What's the other guy? In, uh, Whitney, Whitney, Whitney Marcel. Whitney. Yes. Thank you. I, I screwed up his name. I apologize. So in practice, man, iron sharpen iron. You you went up against some guys just a lot, just in practice. Definitely, um, 
Yeah. They all were tough. But the toughest was JJ because JJ was like a goddamn energizer bunny. <laughs> I'm talking about nonstop. Like, but before I was teammates with him, like, I was one of those dudes. Like, man, ain't no way. Like, all this stuff fake about him. You know, like last first one in, last one to leave. Hard. You saw hard knocks, all that stuff. I thought it was just theatrics, but he really liked that. He really like. He really has dedicated himself to the game to the point where that's probably his biggest weakness. Is he works too hard, <laughs> and that's well, probably I, why he can some time. I, I will admit what? say this. I will admittedly say this. I um I, I before the draft like when JJ JJ got drafted, I kind of underestimated him a bit. You know what I mean? And that's one of my big misses of my entire time as far as like you know evaluating players from my perspective. So you know yeah. I took the big ball for that. So I already apologize for that and everything. You know JJ White, he's going to go down to the first ballot Hall of Famer at the end of the yeah. day. And you know salute to that man for his career. Definitely. <laughs> hey Jeff, who the top five toughest people you had to block? Top five, I, I'll I'll rank them. I'll go Aaron Donald. I go um, Chris Jones because I didn't block him in practice. I didn't block him in the game for sure. For some reason, I had fits with Calais Campbell. I usually match up well against bigger guys, but Calais Campbell was like one of my biggest nightmares. Um, uh, I'll probably go with, um, let me see, let me see, let me see. And Dominican Sue was tough. And I go with, I know he was old, but when I played Richard Seymour, <laughs> I did not have fun. <laughs> that was a tough. That was a tough task for a rookie when I played the Raiders. On the yeah, Raiders, yeah. You put that old man strength on you, huh? <laughs> man. Listen, I'm talking. I'm like, I, I thought you were ready to retire, man. <laughs> well. he, he blocked that field goal. You was there that year, right? Uh, no, that was the year before. Him and Tom Kelly looking like avatars. <laughs> oh man, you had a, you had a great career, man. No, nah, man, definitely, man. I, I had fun with it, man. I, honestly, I did everything that I wanted in my career, um, and I chose. The, I chose. Even though I was released, I had the opportunity to come back. I had opportunities to still play, but I made the decision to be done. And there's power in that, man. I felt really good about my decision, and so far, like. It's been going really well for me. Man, it's, it's something that you shared with me one time. I know I can't discuss it out loud. That is probably one of the funniest things that that, that I ever heard. It was just, I don't know if you remember, I'll hit you up later. <laughs> but, um, man, I, I appreciate you because, like, since early in your career, we followed each other. We DM. We shared knowledge. We's uh, we we've talked a lot, man. You gave me a lot of knowledge. You gave me a lot of game, and um, I just appreciate you coming on, man. You always been down, and you always been ready. It was more me procrastinating, but <laughs> I'm proud of all y'all, man. Y'all doing something great, man. Like definitely keep doing what you're doing. Keep your head down. Like people, people are gonna follow. It's, it's great content. I love the vibe. I love the different personalities. Y'all work with one another well. 
Um, but it's all about knowledge, man. Continue to learn. Most importantly, never think you know too much or know too little. Continue to learn and um, and share that knowledge. And I'm always I'm always trying to share my knowledge, but I'm always trying to learn as well. Yes, sir. Hey, man, we appreciate you. Uh, before we go, let's go. Um, happy birthday, Chuck. Enjoy your day out. I think he just left. But happy birthday, my guy. <laughs> hey man, um, thank you guys. Appreciate it, man. Okay. I want to this real quick. I wish I would have had. I wish I would have been on here earlier, just um, chopped up with you a little bit. But you know, special day and everything. So you know, I had to pick and choose. Before this ends off, gotta go on you country, bro. It's time to get on your ass right now, dude. Because as everyone knows, this guy. Did a giveaway earlier today. For winning, you know, the Kingdom Cat Sweet Things we have with T-shirts and everything. Um, you know, we're officially getting the product out. You know what I mean? It's on the way. But uh, this guy, like I said, he just was just anxious, anxious as hell to do a giveaway. He decided to go ahead and do a giveaway for the T-shirts. <laughs> so, you know, it is what it is, man. But I just want to let everybody know, all the subscribers, all the listeners, um, the merchandise is coming. So stay tuned for that. The T-shirts are coming. Thanks to Country Boy. So shout out to okay. him. Shut up. So, yeah. Okay. So I got a little excited today. Our channel went over a 1,000 views. We, we've been adding subscribers at a constant rate, a nice little pace. I got a little excited. We've been working on this merchandise. I was like, yo, I'm gonna I'm gonna hint at Jeff being the guest today. I'll give out a free t-shirt if anybody can uh guess who the guest is today. So I said he's a sweet guy for the cookies, but he's a huge guy. You probably don't want no smoke with him because he's a big guy. So they guess Jeff Allen, it was like five or six guys, but they they got you. But I wasn't supposed to give away the T-shirt yet, so I just jumped the gun. I jumped I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm man. <laughs> I got overzealous. Don't All worry star. about it, man. All start offense. You said you what? what? Fall start offense. Oh, fall start. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely a false star on his part. <laughs> you see what I gotta deal with, Jeff. You see what I gotta deal with. <laughs> 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 no, we do got the merchandise coming soon. What? What'd you say? We can't hear you. I said I should be the one okay. saying that. I should be the one saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, man. Get out of here. Um, hey, Jeff, we got to get you out there. That cricket, man. Yeah, yeah. You should have been on that cricket for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, we are working yeah, on... Don't working do me like that, man. Come on, dog. <laughs> hey, I got some jokes now. Like, yeah, I came on this football, dog. If we was on here roasting now, it'd be different. <laughs> I got a podcast for that. <laughs> so... So we are definitely working on some merchandise. Uh, we got some designs. They look nice. I'm going to show them with you, Jeff. I'm going to get you a I definitely, I definitely want one, man. I, I'm going to pay for it, man. 
I appreciate it. Um, Let me know when that's ready. Like I said, um, KC Sports Network, uh, subscribe. They got the newsletter. They got all the podcasts, one-on-one podcasts with Jeff Allen and uh, Mike DeVito. Uh, Jeff, man, we love you. Um, Hopefully during the season we can get you back on. We can do this all over again. Hey, appreciate it. I'm going to make sure I get y'all on my show, man. Yes, sir, man. We yeah, appreciate, appreciate it, man. Go ahead and get y'all some pub, man. Cause y'all, I love what y'all doing, man. Three young brothers, you know. Thank you, brother. That's love, representation you, brother. matters, it, man. man. Keep, keep going. My man said, "Can we replace Boogie with Ben Neiman?" <laughs> ben Neiman. Uh, is that like a? Hey, I'm not big on the player slander, man. So I'm gonna exit. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, I mean. <laughs> Me Look, either. I keep those Good thoughts job. to myself, man. <laughs> hey, man, thank you, man. Give, give my wife your best. Go check out Cookie Society. Check out the podcast. Yes, check out the newsletter, all that stuff, man. We appreciate you, Jeff. Have a nice night, bro. All right, guys. I'll holler at y'all. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So um, we out. Uh, happy birthday. What's up, Scott? What's up, Paul, man? You guys. Thank y'all for coming through and uh, interacting with us. I do not know how to put the chat across the thing. So, but we see you guys. We see each and every one of you guys. So, uh, like and subscribe to the channel. Um, stay posted. We got the merchandise coming. We got some more guests. We got a very, very special guest next week. If it goes together, I am uh, got my fingers crossed. So, uh, enjoy your day. Happy, happy birthday, man. Look, Chuck. Uh, my boy Boogie, man. So we out. You got something to say? No, we're good. Man. Appreciate uh, it. I just man. want to thank everybody. Like, subscribe. Go ahead, Chuck. Go ahead. Yeah, man. I just want to thank everybody, man. Thank everybody for tuning in tonight, man. You know, I showed up late, but you know, today was a special day. You know, 33 years ago, I was created on Earth. You know, just to figure out. Life and you know, just keep it pushing, man. Uh, King of Cash got some big things on the way forward to the future. And I just want to thank everybody for wishing me happy birthday tonight. And uh, until the next episode, we're out of here, fellas. Peace.